Shall we just lift up our voices today and give God praise for what God has been doing among us? I welcome you to the last day of the month of September 2020. And this is the Wednesday of Bible studies together with 188 days of our daily prayer. Let us just give God thanks who has sustained us from the beginning of this year till this very moment. Let us thank God who had given us life, who had covered us with the opinion of his wing. God who had been faithful to us from the beginning of this year up to this very moment. In few hours' time, we will transit into a new month. Let us give him praise and honor and glory. The God who has been for us over the whole year. The God who has been faithful to us over the whole year. The God who has been merciful to us over the whole year. Father, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We glorify your holy name, O God. We thank you, we thank you, our God and our King. Be thou exalted, O God. Praise my soul, the King of heaven. We bring our tribute to your feet, O God, you who ransom and healed and forgiven. Everlasting Father, Jehovah Sabaoth. If it had not been you, where would we be today? You kept us safe through all the ordeal that passed through the wind, that passed through the earth. You have been faithful to us every day of this year. You have spoken to us. You have directed us. You have informed us. You have engrafted your power inside our hearts. You have kept us going, never fainting, never tiring. Father, we thank you. We bless and glorify your holy name. Thank you for what we do today, even in our meeting, at our prayer meeting and Bible study today. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we just praise the Lord according to the word of that song one more time? We give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you. All your works shall praise you. And we are part of your work. So we sing your praise, O King of heaven, for the honor and privilege of sonship. We sing your praise for counting us worthy to be among the living today who will praise your holy name. May your name be exalted forever. Thank you for your authority that resides upon our lips. Thank you for what you will use us to achieve on earth today. God, the Holy Spirit, we thank you for the authority you have invested on our lips. We thank you for the revelation of the heart of the Father which you give unto us. And we thank you for helping our infirmity as we do not know how to pray as we ought. But with you, we pray perfect will of, of the Father. We give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' holy name, we are prayed with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Yes, you are very welcome. I'm sure that you have been mightily blessed by the prayers that we have been praying today. Really, today we read the book of Nehum and Obadiah. And uh, because you read um, the book of of um, Jonah last week, and this Sunday we treated Jonah in the church. Are you not amazed that the same Nineveh that God forgave, in Nahum, God destroyed? And the only reason why God can destroy people that he had forgiven is the same reason why he forgave them. The reason why he forgave them was because when Jonah made the cry into Nineveh, they turned to God, isn't it? But 150 years around, 150 years after Nahum came, 
So many generations came who did not know the history of repentance of Nineveh. And they filled Nineveh again with idols and they attacked uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, Judah and Samaria and rest of them. And they began to attack the people of God. And so God now raised Nahum to go and speak their doom. And today, Nineveh does not exist as God said it. It's uh, in, uh, somewhere around Mosul, they said, in Iraq. That's where you have the ancient ruin of Nineveh. But as God promised, it destroyed completely. And I think God has been uh, helping us to really recognize. He needs us to repent and to really work with Him in all of Him. You cannot take God for granted. However, I haven't thank God for that. We are very, very anticipating tonight. It is going to be awesome. Because we are looking into the life of a man who is a landmark in the whole of the Bible. The man, Job. Job has become so much a prominent person and the, the life of Job to the extent that unbelievers use Job when they are talking about testing. Well, it is my great delight today to welcome to the pulpit Reverend Omar, and she'll be taking us through the book of Job. Uh, that's what we're looking at today. Reverend Omar, please, can you just take us on, on the studies of the book of Job? Praise the Lord tonight. Amen. It is another night. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. It says, my feet shall stand within your gates, O Jerusalem. I know we are all happy to be around our table, our homes, which becomes our better, our better at this time. And I'm glad to bring forth the good news to us. It's a good news, and uh, we are going into the chapter one of the book of Job. Last week, we actually looked at the introduction to the book of Job. Today, we are going to go straight to the word from chapter 1. We have known that Job was a righteous man, a blameless man, an upright man. There are great things to learn from the life of this man, man of God. And I pray that we also will live righteously before God in everything that we do in our lives, even in this world, before we pass on in Jesus' name. We are applying everything about the word of God to our own life. We don't want to, we don't want to read uh, for head knowledge only. We want to read to apply it to our lives. Apply it to the lives of our children. Apply it to the lives of our friends and family. And take this news all over to the ends of the world. That takes me tonight to the book of uh, Job chapter 1. I titled it uh, Job being tested or uh, job tested. In the land of Uz, there had lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless, I want you to underline that, upright, he feared God and shunned evil. What a quality or characteristic. He had seven sons, underline that, and three daughters. And he owned 7,000 sheep 3,000 camel, 500 yokes of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East, even at that time. On the like that, that shows the, also, also 
that Job was a wealthy man, went to have all these things, servants, cow, cattle, and everything. He also was a wealthy man. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays. So it's ceremony galore. So there's nothing bad in holding feasts on your birthday because I'm, I might not remember to come down today. But sometimes, he said, his son used to. And as we read along, we know what their dad was do, uh, did about his birthdays. Sometimes we celebrate and then we actually go into the world. May God help us. He says his sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays. And they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When the period of feasting had run its course, Job will make arrangements for them to be purified. Was a priest in his house. You could see he, he saw the way the people were worldly in the way they celebrated their birthdays. May we learn from that in the way they celebrate feasts, maybe anniversary, and you know, that was so worldly. They did it in a worldly way. But he said, because of this, Job became a priest in his house. He purified his children. Early in the morning, how does he do it? Early in the morning, he will sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them. Each for each of them. He's a long, is a, a very hardworking man. Each one of them became a priest that sacrificed because you are going to, when I start to show us through my notes, you will see that is exactly the work of a priest. Sacrificing on behalf of his children and killing goats for them, 10 of them. Thinking perhaps my children have sinned and caused God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. May that be a custom in Jesus' name underlines that. It was his regular custom to stand in God, to pray, to dedicate his home all the time. Is that your custom? One day, the angels came to, to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with him. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? You know, where the children of God are gathered together. Satan also always there just to start his own trouble. So God saw Satan and said, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord. From roaming through the earth, going back and forth on it. And that is his work. That is what he does. He's on this earth now, going back and forth to kill, to steal, and to destroy. May we know when it comes near us that the Satan and be able to identify him. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. What a, what a qualification. Does Job fear God for nothing? Remember, it is God that started this. And Satan asked, do you think this man is serving you for nothing? Satan replied, have you put a, a edge, have you not put a edge around him and his household? It's because of your protection that this man is serving you and his household and everything he has. You have blessed the work of his hands. So that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. 
But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. I want you to, to mark that verse 11, because I'll be making reference in my notes. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your power, but on man but uh, on the man himself, do not lay your finger. You can touch any of his properties and everything, but on that same man, Job, you, you cannot touch him. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. One day, when Job's son and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at, the oldest, at their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby. And the Sabaeans, wanted to be underlining those, those things, attacked and made off with them. They took them away. They put the servant to the sword. Even the servants were affected. Those uh, servants were affected. I wanted to underline those ones to the sword. And I'm the only one that has escaped to tell you. Now Satan is in, in action now. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire, look at those trials. The Sabians, the fire of God, fell from the heavens and burnt all the sheep and the servants. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. What a bad news. When he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the Chaldeans, I want you to underline that. The Chaldeans, these are the enemies that were war against, that uh, uh, Satan put in action to destroy Job's work. Formed three raging parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servant to the sword another time. And I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest at the oldest brother's house. When suddenly a mighty wind underline that as well. We tried with mighty wind. Wind blow here, it doesn't doesn't do anything to us, but in their own case. This wind came to destroy them. Said a mighty wind swept in from, from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them and they were dead. His children were affected. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, I want you to mark that Job's reaction as the bad news. How do you react to bad news? May God encourage us tonight. He fell down and worshipped the Lord, giving all glory to God, and he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, 
and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Job worship and praise and bad news. May the Lord encourage us tonight. Are you going through times and situations? I'm not in it with you. I have mine. But let us let us worship and praise God. Have adventure. You are faced with a difficult situation. In all this, Job did not sin by charging uh, God with wrongdoing. Chapter 2. On another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Hmm. Same answer. Satan answered the Lord from roaming through the earth and going back and forth on it. You know, he's been thrown into the earth. And on earth, he's continued to do evil. But we must resist him, as Peter said. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He's blameless, upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil, and he still maintains his integrity. In one word, a man of integrity. Though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied. The man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, he is in your hands. But you must spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sore from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. Second trial. <laughs> then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, The influence of a bad wife. We will not be such wives in Jesus' name. He replied, You are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Man of God indeed. In this, Job did not sin in what he said. When Job's three friends, Eliphaz, the Tamite, uh, the Tamanite, Bildad, the Shuite, and Zaphor, the Nematite, heard about all the troubles that had come upon him. They set out from there homes and met together by agreement to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. Romans chapter 12. Comfort those who need comfort and mourn with those who mourn rejoice with those who rejoice. 
When they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat on the ground with him. To have the same experience of mourning or sorrowing or whatever, I don't know. For seven days and seven nights, no one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. Because they too were experiencing it. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy words. What 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 a great uh, message for us tonight. What I've just read to us is uh, the test of Job. And you can see the first test in the book of uh, that same chapter 1, 1 to 22. And the second test in chapter 2, 1 to 13. Job is a man of God that God delights so much in. In that book of Psalm 149, verse 4, say God demands that we worship him. Whatever our current situation might be, he demands that we worship him. We are his delight, according to that psalm. He personally takes pleasure in us. And this is all that I see about this man, Job. God personally takes pleasure in this man of God because he said God. And I read that Psalm 149, verse 4. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. May we humble ourselves in everything we do in Jesus' name like Job. Starting in the beginning of the scripture, it was Job, the Job characteristics was made plain there. The man Job and his qualities. Was he blameless? He was blameless, upright, and a man of integrity. The man of integrity that is righteous in all his ways. There are many men of God that God describes this way in the Bible. One of them to mention but one tonight is Noah. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And when his account was to be written, says Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, like you can compare him with Job, and he walked with God. And he walked with God. These people that are blameless, upright, righteous, before God, men of integrity, the, one of the things that made them that man of God is that they walked with the Lord. But Satan came in the case of uh, Job that we are looking at tonight to, 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 to meet with God and said, do you think this man that you have blessed, do you think is uh, uh, not because of his, the blessing of God upon that you have blessed him that is serving you this way? You take, you remove the edge around him and see whether he will not deny you. Satan is playing such pranks among us as well sometimes. But may we stand as men and women of faith in Jesus' name. Job is described as a blameless, upright, a man of integrity that fears God in that verse 1 and 2. This man Job was a family man as well. In that verse 3, he said, uh, he's also portrayed as a wealthy man. Verse 3. What makes him a wealthy man? He had 7,000 sheep. 
3,000 camels, 500 pairs of oxen, 500 donkeys. That is, donkeys are small horses that they use to carry load and everything. You see them on all this uh, television. And again, he has many servants. We are not told about uh, the number of servants that, that he has. He was a wealthy man. He loves God. He fears God and shun evil. Job was the greatest man among all the people of the East, according to what we read now. He was also a priest in his house. You know, I remember when Apostle was teaching us about this man, Job, that word priest did not leave me till now. I always look at myself and I said, I want to be a priest. The Bible said we are royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. People that God has delivered from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. I want to be this uh, 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 such people. And I am in Jesus' name. And you also know that these are motto in the women of royal destiny. We are royal people. We are special people. And the Bible qualifies Job here. I was the greatest man among the people of the East. He was a priest because the Bible said he offered sacrifices for each of the of his children every day what type of sacrifice i'm going to read it to you shortly that's to kill goat he has all of them there you have to kill ram you have to kill sheep you have to burn sacrifice you have to do all this every morning you can imagine but look god made it easy for us now jesus has died on the cross of calvary for us he seated with christ in the heavenly places far above principalities and he's praying for, for you, he's praying for me. As long as we are there with him, we are praying together. He was a role model in his family. A role model who carries spiritual duties on behalf of his family. That you can see in that verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. His sons used to take turn, uh, turns holding feasts in their homes. That, that's the way the Bible put it. And they will invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. They are always marrying. What does the Bible say in the book of Romans about the kingdom of God? He said it's not only drinking and eating. Today, people come to church because they want to know people. They want to celebrate. They want to do party. When they are doing party, people can give you presents. I'm talking to maybe some Africans, you know. They're taking a tribe and all the rest of that. And all what they want to do is jolly jolly. But thank God for COVID. COVID has stopped all those ones now. But may God help us that we can resume back. No gathering so that we don't uh, 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 affect ourselves with all this, uh, with the COVID-19. His sons, all what his sons know, with a dedicated father. With a father that fears the Lord, is for them to be parting. Are you such son tonight? God is calling you back to your senses. They are like the prodigal son. That took everything that belongs to the, in the book of Luke chapter 15. Everything, that, their own their inheritance. And the way, this son went squandering, eating, drinking, until he finished spending it. But the Bible said when he came back to his senses, he came back to his father. And this is just, this Bible is all about some people in the kingdom today. God has given to us everything that we need for life and for godliness. I wonder how we are, we, we, we are working with the Lord in the light of his word. We have the best father on earth. So he's given us everything. 
Before he created us, even on this planet earth, he made provision in that book of Genesis. The first day he created this, the second day he created that, the third day, the fourth day, until he now got to the sixth day when he now created man. Seventh day he rested. After every creation, we say, it is good. There is something, that tag is very good. Everything God created was good. So are you that prodigal son that has everything good all around you? But you decided to go into the world like those children. The sons used to take turns, underline that word, holding fish in their homes. And they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink to them. When a period of, when a period of feasting had run its course, Job would stand and have them purified. God could sense in the spirit that these people are not following God's precepts. They are not doing what the Bible says. Proverbs 31, that, 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 that woman Lumel was telling his son, my son, you are the son of my womb, the son of my vow. Don't follow women that are doing kings. I always say you are the daughter of my life. Don't follow men that are doing queens or princesses. The woman was crying out her heart. In that Proverbs 31. So Job could also see the same thing. That his sons and, and, their, and, and, and his daughters were, were doing the wrong things. When a period of feasting has run its course, then Job will send and have them purified. Because they are, they, are, they are worldly. So he will purify them, pray for them, anoint them with oil. Maybe the Bible didn't say that, but I can see it. I was there. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering to each of them. Thinking, you know what it takes to sacrifice this offering? They will, he will kill God, kill rats, kill everything, and go and burn it on fire. Jesus made it easy for us today, as I said. Perhaps my children have seen and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. And I ask us tonight, what does God, how does God describe you? How, if God will describe you today, will you describe you like Job? A blameless, upright, wealthy, let me put it there, because you have, uh, God, God is increasing us in every way. A man of integrity. A man that is custom is to pray regularly. Thank God for what is happening in, uh, with us in this time of COVID. That everybody, anyway, we, we do pray. This is a praying church, a strong church. Every day we pray in our church. Every day you know that. But it's not everybody that's able to go to this prayer meeting. Thank God that he has turned into Bethel, that everybody on that roof can pray. And thank God for the leadership of our Father in the Lord. I am challenged by this spiritual life of worship of, uh, of Job. He had great concern for his children's worldly or careless lifestyle. For this reason, he prayed with them and played the role of a priest in, 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 uh, in his home. Do you play such a role in your homes, with your children? May God forgive us. When the Deuteronomy chapter 6 talks about it, that we must make sure that we read the word of God to our children, put it on their forehead, tie it on their neck, do you know, even breathe it into their nose if possible. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 
eight days. Fathers will instruct, mothers will teach. Are you instructing? Are you teaching? Are you praying for your children? Or are you making arrangements for them to be purified? Every morning I was counseling people in my home where my children are still here. Before they leave, we have to lay hands on them to pray for them before they leave. Not only for protection, but to also cover their minds. I'm doing all this, but sometimes say it's not, it's not. Okay, leave everything to God. Job was doing all this, but yet look at what happened to Job. He prayed. How, how did he pray? The Bible uh, said that he, he sacrificed a burnt offering every day for each of his children, for each of them, thinking they have sinned and cursed God in their heart. This was Job's uh, regular custom. What is your regular custom at home? Do you pray like Job? Do you sacrifice bond offering or pray for your children? Job 1, 4 to 5. Make us to understand that. And if you look at the book of Psalm 5, verse 1, also talks about prayer here. Early in the morning you leave, and when you come back, you come and see the answer to your prayer. You just leave your home every morning. You rush out. Even when you come back, you are not praying. It will be your custom to pray to the Lord all the time. Pray without ceasing. That's what the Bible says. In that book of Psalm 141, also talks about bringing early sacrifices, the work of the priests that Job was doing. Psalm 143 verse 1 also says the same thing. Job indeed was a righteous man who feared God and followed God's word. The priestly duties. I'm going to read for us in that book, uh, of Exodus 29, 38-43. Job was not a lazy man. So he was not doing a lazy man's job. He was doing real serious man's job. <laughs> the kingdom of God is not only eating and drinking, celebrating in the church, but it, it includes night vigil. <laughs> it includes every hour of prayer. It includes praying for the sick. It includes doing what Jesus did when he was on earth. Raising the dead if God grants you that grace. Praying and worshipping every minute, every second. Practicing what is going to happen to us in heaven. Let's look at this priest, uh, priestly duty that uh, Job was doing. Exodus 29, chapter 29, 38-43. This is what you are to offer on the altar regularly each day. Look at that scripture. Each day you have to offer this. And it must be regular as a priest. <laughs> you think pastoral work is easy? <laughs> it's not very easy. But Jesus makes it easy for us. Every day you must sacrifice on the altar. Regularly, regularly, regularly. Two lambs a year old. Thank God, Jesus is that sacrificial lamb that has taken away our sins. Offer one in the morning and another at twilight. That is in evening or twilight. Offer one in the morning. So prayer must be morning, hours of prayer in between, and then night, especially when you are called a priest, that, that is the work that you do. You must pray regularly. Prayer must be your anchor. 
when the first lamb offer a tent uh, with the first lamb offer a tent of an ephah of fine flour mixed with a quarter of in of oil from pressing from pressed olives and a quarter of a in of wine as a drink offering you can see everything you have to do sacrifices sacrifice the other lamb at twilight with the same grain offering and its drink offering grain offering and drink offering as in the morning the must be a pleasing aroma an offering made to the lord by fire when you finish doing all this you then take it outside then put firewood and everything put them on the fire put, the, put fire on it to burn so that the aroma can go up that's what that's psalm 146 said let, let, let the lifting of my hand up of my hand and my sacrifice be an aroma your worship does it go to heaven or the dirty things that are buying and selling and it's not even getting off the ceiling last 42 of that exodus uh, 29 it says for the generation to come this burnt offering is to be made regularly i want you to underline that word regularly at the entrance of the tent of meeting before the lord there i will meet you and speak to you no wonder there are many people i can't hear god i god how come god is speaking to you and he's not speaking to me it's because you have not been able to you have not been observing this hours of prayer and doing all what god says in our own time we don't need to go you can imagine go and get ram get the blood kill it you know you don't do it's just to get out of your bedroom god makes everything comfortable for us so just pray kneel down find an altar place and pray there that's all you need to do we don't need to keep don't need to it's not messy you're in your nightgown just get out of a comfortable bed with a nice you know and then you come and kneel down if it's cold you put your quilt all around you or you put on the heater yeah i will meet you and speak to you yeah also i will meet with the israelites and the place will be consecrated by my glory is it not amazing that this man job has all these good qualities sacrificing for his children it's part of the uh, quality a priest that sacrificed, that maintained God's discipline in their home, in his home. And are you not, is it not surprising? Or ask yourself that question that why did God, why did God ask Satan to, 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 to try him? God was so, I believe that God was so confident in him that this man Job is really righteous, a righteous man. His locks were tried, his possessions were tried his children even his health satan tried every bit and pieces thinking when he removed all these things job would deny god but job did not verse 6 to 9 says satan who is known to be an accuser of brethren also full of pride and arrogance because what he wants to be would do since god has given him the permission Try to bring an accusation about or try to disqualify Job. So look, God, take away with protection, take away the riches, take away everything. This man will deny you. When God affirms 
tried to take every, every disqualified Job and everything, but God affirmed Job's character. In that verse 8. Satan's purpose on earth is to kill, we must always know that, is to steal and to destroy. John 10 10. He is also our enemy. Likened to a roaring lion, goes to and fro looking for someone to devour. The Bible advised us in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to, uh, 8 to 9. Be self-controlled and alert. This is a scripture that we know by mind, by heart. But are we self-controlled when Satan comes near us? Say, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith. Let us resist Satan. Let us stand firm like Job in the faith in the name of Jesus. Because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Don't you think the problem you are going through, other people are not going through it. They are going through it. That's why we have to pray for one another. That's why we must make sure that as a priest of the Lord, we must sacrifice every day. Find time, observe the hours of prayer. Find time to pray. Be a strong woman. Be a strong man. Be a strong church. Let your church pray. Carry your church along to pray. Thank God for this church that we are praying. The Lord will continue to encourage us. Because sometimes we tend to, you might tend to grow weary or tired. But I pray for the strength of God to go on in Him in the name of Jesus. I pray for all our leaders that are carrying us along. That they too will not be weary nor tired. God to raise more men and women like Apostle Williams in the name of Jesus. Amen. More men, more men, women in the name of Jesus. In that book of Job chapter 1, 6 to 12. I just want to read, read it to you for clarification again. He said, one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with, with them. We are God's people like jolly, praying, happy, and then Satan always come. They will not yield to temptation. Look at how the Spirit led Jesus to, to the mountainside to pray and everything. But Satan came there to tempt, to tempt Jesus. But thank God for the word of God. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. <laughs> can, can God say that about you? He is blameless and upright. A man who fears God and shuns evil. But Job fear God for nothing, Satan replied. Have you not put an edge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. He will surely cause you to, to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then. Everything he has is in your hands. But on the man Job himself do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Satan still insisted to destroy Job's character. 
you look at that uh, verse 13 to 19, you can't go into it now. But let's look at Job's reaction in 20 to 22. The Bible says Job fell down and worshipped God. In the midst of difficult situation, may God grant us such grace to fall down and worship Him, all to worship Him. This is very unusual. How do you react in such situation? Or in an unexpected situation? Because this reaction could only be God. This Job's reaction could only be God. Job did not see his possession as something. He never cursed or blamed God. Look at the people that ask us to be underlining it. The, the, the servant that came, they mentioned the Sabians that came to destroy everything. They mentioned how fire came to destroy. They mentioned the Chaldeans, how they came to destroy God's work. Wind was also mentioned. And also how the servants, some of the servants were, uh, were killed. By all, this is a very big tra tragedy. War from the Sabians, uh, fire, the Chaldeans, the wind, all, and the servant killed. He repeated three times confessing the Lord. Let's go. I want us to, to look at that scripture so that, you know, I'm not praying that uh, trials will come, but they will really come so that we know how to praise God and stand tall even in the midst of our trials. The first thing that Job did from that verse 20, he said, at this, Job got up and tore his robes, which was the practice of those days, and shaved his head. Prayer and fasting, taking holidays, can be what you want to do in our time. Fasting. Yes, you take holiday to go and fast. And shave your head. Or go away according to the man of God. Then he fell to the ground and worshipped in the midst of trials. May we have an understanding of what to do like Job. Nobody taught Job. He has not seen anything happen to anybody like that before. But the wisdom of God guided him because the wisdom of God is always with us. Jesus is the wisdom of God. He will teach us on what to do. What did he say? He said, I prayed. He remembered creation. He remembered how he was created. He now said, naked I came from my mother's womb. We always say this or recite it when we go to bury. But it's a, it's, it's a big scripture. The naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. And you, in the, a wealthy man, everything, all these thousands, thousands, five hundred, and every, everything gone. The Lord gave, the Lord taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. He worshiped and praised God. May the act of praise never and worship never leave us. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. He didn't do anything. He didn't sin. I won't say if it's us today because 
I've never seen one. We will not. We stand by God because of the way we are brought up. Amen. A little bit about that uh, uh, chapter 2 that we read. Job did not see, well, from that, the same 2021, Job did not see his possession as something. Never blamed God, nor cursed God. Everything was ruined. Repeatedly, three times confessing the name of the Lord. The Lord gave, the Lord did. You can see. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, the Lord taken away, and the name of the Lord. Three times were the Lord this, the Lord that, the Lord confessing God positively. Those friends came to help him. That was 11b. The names of those friends, Eliphaz of Teman, Bildad of Shua, the fire of Namahite or something. Three of those friends heard about his trouble and so they decided to visit him. When we see our friends in trouble, how do we help them? Do we scold them? Do we say, is your sin? Do we start to say a lot of... Although these friends, we read about them as we go along. But let us learn to be encouragers. When our friends, our neighbors, our brothers, our sisters are going through trials and tribulations or they are going through... Let us encourage them. Let us stand by them with the word of God. If you can read the book of uh, uh, Romans chapter 12. Towards the mid of it, they say we should mourn with those who mourn, weep with those who weep. All these things are there for us. And let us practice it when such things happen. Three of those friends heard about his troubles and they decided to visit him. The first friend was Paul Eliphaz. He lived in a place called Temna. The second friend was called Bildad. He lived in a place called Shua. The third friend was called Sophar. He lived in a place called Nana. They came because they wanted to help Job. Because they wanted to help Job. He will be helpers of destiny in Jesus' name. When they came near enough to see Job, they did not recognize him. So it must have been very terrible. You know, saw from the bottom of his feet to, to his head. So they couldn't recognize him. All faces everywhere full of salt and boils. He looked so ill. They were so sad that they tore their clothes. Then they put ashes on their own head too and cried a lot. I pray that they are not just crying, crying, but they are really praying, crying unto the Lord. For a while, uh, for a whole one week, a whole one week, they sat on the ground near Job, bring themselves to the same level so that they can see what Job was going through. And Job will see that maybe be encouraged or something. They sat on the ground near Job, and all that time they knew how bad his pain was. So they did not say anything to him. Paul made reference about his own thorn in the flesh. And in that book of uh, uh, Corinthians, chapter 12, 7 to 10, you can write it because there are people that have suffered too in the Bible. So when we, when we, when we read these things, he encourages us to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations that was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. 
same way Satan was tormenting Job here. That's 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. Make reference. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made manifest in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. This is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. I delight in insults. I delight in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. You can see all this in the life of Paul, even when he was going through his own time and situation. In this second test, in that book of chapter 2 as well, let's note uh, uh, those traits during his suffering. That chapter 2, 7 to 10. Let's quickly go to that seven two, chapter 2, 7 to 10. Let's see his face in the midst of his suffering. Let's go from 6. Said The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, it's in your hands. Put, uh, but you must fear his life. This other time that Satan came and said that he wants to try him. So Satan, from that verse 7, went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sore from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. It's so terrible. His wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity? Cause God and I, the influence of a bad wife, may we not be such wise in Jesus' name. I'm not surprised. Can I encourage all married men and women? You must support each other in everything that you do. We've been reading from the book of Job. We did not read about Job's wife. When he was making sacrifice for his children, we didn't read about her. When he was uh, 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 praying, we didn't read about her. Everything Job was doing, we did not read about her. Let us support our husbands and let husbands support their wives. Until he said, cause God. Yes. Until this part that we are reading about, in this chapter 2, shows a woman that is so careless. When the, when, the, when, when the Bible says mother should teach, mother, mother should you are your helper to your husband. He was a destroyer to his uh, to her husband. May God not make us such women. I've had someone said to me, I don't know that this pastor's wife thing is a 24-hour thing. <laughs> if your husband has the call of God so strong upon his life, may God give you that encouragement. May you encourage yourself in the Lord to be able to go on. It's not easy. I will tell you that it's easy. But sometimes you need to ask God when it was when Solomon was going into a task that he has never experienced. He said he prayed that my granddaughter the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to lead these people. Grace to be the wife of your husband. Grace to be the children of a pastor. It's not easy. You need grace. And may his grace be sufficient for us. 
the midst of this ordeal, his wife, instead of pitying and uh, encouraging, became an accuser of brethren like Satan. But Job's response and integrity in the way that he replied his wife. He replied, you are talking like a foolish woman. Because the Bible says the wise woman builds her home, Proverbs 14, 1, and the foolish one with her hand, she has it down. She was actually talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he says. Someone might say, he said, yeah, you are a foolish woman. You know, the Bible said the foolish woman now. That's why he's using Bible to reply the wife. He will not be foolish. There is no God, yes. So he said he should curse God as well. The foolish man says in his heart, there is no God. Ooh. It was really, she was really a foolish woman. They will not be foolish women or foolish men in Jesus' name. And when just the three friends, Gilead and Shuhite and all the rest of had about it, I've read it, I've told us about that, but just to confirm it again, they saw him from a distance. They could hardly recognize him. You have read it before. They began to weep. They began to weep aloud. And they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. What type of friend are you? Then they sat on the ground with him. For seven days and seven nights, no one said a word to him. Because he saw how great suffering was. May God make us such friends that we pity, that we pray, such prayerful friends that we pray, that we love our friends and show love, the love of God. He said, in the time of Jesus on earth, he has compassion. May God give us that heart of compassion to love each other in everything that we do in Jesus' name. I wrote a prayer point here and I'm handing over to Apostle to lead us in this prayer. So let us pray for Christians who are going through a period of difficult, difficult times in their marriage. They are going through a period of difficult times in their jobs. They are going through a difficult time with their children and having challenges in their health or having health issues and so many others. Let us lift our voice tonight and pray for them as I hand over to Apostle. But if you are going to join, Shall we just lift up our voices and pray really for everyone that is going through temptation now. If Lord, you are going through your period of temptation, that the Lord, Lord we grant all that is resilience. Us. God we will grant us strength. God, that will help us. Grant God us will grant us the kind of in heart trials, in that Job had, Lord Jesus. that we will not Father, feel God, God in our temptation. We will not feel God in our trials. 
Let us not fail Let you, us God. ask the Lord to give Help us, us strength. Give us strength. Give us strength. Father, in the name of Jesus Lord, Christ, give us if there strength, are people who are going through now, let us ask God to support the Holy Spirit to empower them. Holy Spirit to empower them and embrace them. Father, whatever we are going through, the Bible says God will not allow a temptation to come upon you that is more than your faith. So Lord, we pray for faith, we pray for strength, we pray for insight, we pray for knowledge in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Jesus. We glorify your holy name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. We are going to pray as well that God will grant us the same tenacity, the integrity that Job had. Because, let me say that on Sunday in your, in your own group, this is what we are studying. The life of Job, just chapter 1 and chapter 2, if we're able to get it too. But even in chapter 1, there's a lot about Job. God was the one who told Satan, have you seen? Can God be proud of you like that? Can be, have you Consider this man among all people. Tell the Lord, Father, single me out among the whole world. Give me the heart of integrity. God said very clear about him. He is a man of integrity, a blameless and upright. Begin to pray and tell God, give me a heart of of, an upright man. Help me to be blameless before you. Give me integrity in the name of Jesus Christ. Tell the Lord, he was a blameless man. He was an upright man. A man who fears God. Tell God, help me to fear you. Help me to shun evil. The Bible says, my, my son, when sinners entice you, do not consent. Tell the Lord, help me not to consent to evil one. Father, help me not to consent to the world. Even when the wife, Satan spoke through the mouth of his wife. I don't know whether you got that. The same Satan who has been, who is causing all the trouble, is the one who possessed the woman and spoke from the mouth of the woman. Tell the Lord, when Satan will speak through the mouth of people towards me, help me to discern it like Job did. Help me to rebuke it. Job did it. Jesus did it. And you can do it also. Father, empower me, O God, that in my adversity, I will not use my mouth to contravene you. I will not deny you by the circumstances that surround me. Begin to tell the Lord, give me boldness and faith in you. Such a tenacity, such an integrity with you, <clears throat> that nothing will separate me from the love of God. That I will live in the fear of God all my life. I will proclaim the goodness of God all my life. In the trial and tragedy that struck uh, uh, um, Job, he still said, glory be to the Lord. What about you? Tell the Lord, empower me, O God, empower me, O God. He was really the person that God said he was. Father, empower me, O God. Tell the Lord, send your fire into my mind, into my soul, into my spirit, into my body. 
Purify me in my thinking. Lord, change the way I think to the way you think. Let my thinking be a bit of your expectancy. Tell the Lord what God expects of me. Lord, let my behavior meet up with the expectancy of God. Let my thinking meet up with the expectancy of God. Let my confession of God please you. Father, I pray thee, I beseech you by your mercy. Help me, O God. I will not speak like the world wants me to speak. Satan will not push me to speak. Lord, help my mouth that the devil will not use my mouth. The devil will not force words out of my mouth. Lord, help me, O God. Give me the same wisdom you gave to Job. Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. You know, there is one more prayer you will pray from this Job. It's something that is very particular about him. Job was not only praying for himself, he was praying for mercy for his children. Understand that, you know, the children were doing what is contrary to Job's life. Because Job don't behave that way. And I'm sure that Job has been training his children. But the kids behaved, sometimes they just behave like they are mates. Went to show the wealth that they had, revealing and stuff. But Job was always praying. Job would have been hurt by their behavior and then hate the children. That's what Satan was trying to, to achieve, but he failed. So we're going to pray that God should give us a heart that we pray for our children, our children's children, not only them, every other person around us, especially when they misbehave, that we will be an intercessor, that we intercede to heaven for mercy. Their misbehavior or misdemeanor will not cause hatred in our heart towards them. So I begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we saw Job when his children were misbehaving and they were behaving contrary to God. He was praying for them. Give us a heart that we pray for sinners. Give us a heart that we pray for our children. Give us a heart that we pray for our grandchildren. Give us a heart that we pray for our brethren. <clears throat> Especially when they contravene you, O oh God, that it will not provoke hatred in our heart. When they misbehave, O oh God, it will not provoke hatred in our heart. <clears throat> but we will be able, it will give us compassion. He will work out compassion in us so that we will go to our knees and pray for them. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, protect our heart and mind. Give us the same heart and mind that you operated with, that your name may be glorified. We thank you, King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with Amen. Amen. Let me pray with you. Father, <clears throat> I bring everyone under my voice onto your throne. Job was a man like us. He lived in the time of conscience and yet he was blameless we are living in time of grace when God lives inside man deliver us from rebellion every form of rebellion deliver us from rebellion father empower us to discipline our body because Job was a man who could discipline his body even to his mouth he disciplined his mind he disciplined his body and disciplined his mouth Father, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit in us to submit totally to your counsel <clears throat> that everything we do will be according to your will, O oh God. Purify our hearts and minds in the name of Jesus Christ. Our God and our King, we pray thee as we are looking forward towards the new month. May your grace and mercy wait for us. May He go with us because we receive this month grace that is abounding May we never walk out of your grace. May we never walk out of your mercy. 
May we, Lord, continue to seek your face. May we never be fed up of seeking you. Stir up our body and our heart, our soul, our spirit, O oh God, to seek your face, O oh God, as we enter into October. October, you have spoken to us about it months ago. You remind us again, just shortly, about the month of October. Do not let tragedy catch us unawares. Help us, O oh God, to worship you, to be in you, to pray more and more and more, and serve you more and more and more and more. That your name may be exalted. Thank you so much, O oh God, because we saw here also that God protect those who fear Him. You protect them. You protect His their family. You protect their property, and Satan can't touch them. And so, Father, we pray, help us to fear You. Help us to walk in Your fear. Help us to truly love You. Father, we thank you. We ask for strength for the weary. We ask for power for the weak. In the name of Jesus. Anyone under my voice that was said to be ill, you are healed in the name of Jesus. Sickness, die in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Healing, receive it in the name of Jesus. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I command you, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. Homes that the devil has stepped into. You, you foul spirit, I rebuke you and cast you out of those homes. I command the peace of God in every home. We overthrow this throne of Satan in every life. And we ask angels of God to replace those demons. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, Lord, we enter into another month of glory. It is a month of restoration. You will restore everything the year the devil has stolen from us. And we shall rejoice in you. We will enter the new month with thanksgiving. Yes, we will enter the new month with thanksgiving. For the redeemed of the Lord will enter Zion with singing. Uh, gladness and joy will overtake us. Sorrow and sigh will flee away. Mm-hmm. And the name of the Lord of all shall be on our lips. Throughout this next quarter to end the year. Lord, we have finished three uh, two, uh, 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 three quarters of the year. We have just one more quarter to go. And you have sustained us for the three quarters. We thank you because you will sustain us in this new quarter. It shall be a season that you will fulfill all you have said. It shall be a season that you will distinct your people on earth. It shall be a season that we will not fall. We receive strength from you to overcome. And we bless you, God of mercy, because you have done it. Father, we pray for those who were born in, on this day some years ago, or a year ago, as we celebrate with them the day of their birth. Father, may they remember that day and never be thankful in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that you will open the book of days concerning them and look at your plans for their life, Father, and be gracious unto them and be merciful. Take them from where they are to where they ought to be. Grant them grace to be able to fulfill the mandate of heaven for God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness, so that they also may fulfill what you have ordained them for. Empower them against all the temptations and trials and tribulations of the devil. And give them strength of God to be able to fulfill their spiritual mandate. Bless them, Lord, in everything that they lay their hands on. Father, we thank you so much. With long life, the Lord will satisfy you, I say. He will show you his salvation. May mercy work for everyone under my voice. Uh, Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Stretch your hands before the Lord and let me bless you.
May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Amen. May he send you help from the sanctuary Amen. and grant you support from Zion. Amen. May he remember all your sacrifices, all your offerings, all your giving and accept your burnt offering from you. May the Lord replenish you as you are given towards God. May the Lord remember the covenant he made in the book of Malachi. I'm open storehouse of heaven. And bless you. May you remember what he said in the book of Deuteronomy 20, 28, 12, and 13. And may the Lord give job to those of you who are jobless. May the Lord promote everyone that is working. May the Lord grant success to everyone that is studying. May the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, counsel from heaven rest upon you. May the Lord grant the desires of your heart. And may he make all your plans succeed. As you are going through the last day of the month, and you are going into the new day of the new month, May heaven remember you. And may the Lord grant all you need to fulfill your purpose on earth. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious. And we will lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. The God of Abraham who made covenant. The God of Bethel. Who made covenant with Abraham at Bethel. And fulfilled it in Isaac. And Lord confirm it with an everlasting covenant in Jacob. And in us. When he said in the book of Galatians, said that all those, all those who have faith are sons of Abraham. May he open the book of remembrance and look at all your requests from January. The last three months of this year that you are entering into, they shall be days and months of fulfillment. God will answer our prayers. He will send his holy angels to bring the reply upon the book of Joel. And the Lord shall reply. He will send you great. Enough to satisfy you fully. 2.17. He will bless the works of your hands. And God will, will lavish himself over you. Mercy of God will surround you and your entire home and your properties. As God did unto, unto Job, he will do unto us that he will protect our, our property from the hands of the devil. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with us. Amen. amen and amen and amen. Somebody wrote a question here. I want to tell you that the, the, the lecture we're having now is for you to go and investigate that question from the scriptures and you will give me answer as you have read the Bible. But don't miss any meeting because you do not ask questions in an introduction of a book. The book of Job is quite very, very versatile. It's 42 chapters. No question will be entertained until we finish the 42 chapters. But what I will tell you is that write every question you have in your heart now as you are reading, you will find the answer as you are going on. And that is what uh, the position is. But I wanted to know that, and at the end, I will look at your questions. I want to know that what's happened to you is happening to us today. But you will recognize the fact that what God permits for the trial you have gone through in your life is different from my own trial. Do you get me now? And the trial that I'm going through is different from your own trial. So what each one of us are going through temptations, we are going through testing from the devil. All of us, God permits So that the principle is what you need to recognize. God tell, uses Job to show us what God does to humanity. And whenever God allows a test, it is because when you pass a test, what happens? You are celebrated. Better will be the end of a, a person who passed with distinction mm -hmm. than a person who failed the test. <laughs> so what you have to be focusing your mind on, ah, this happened, ah, this happened. Okay, how did he end up? And when you see how he ended up, this man, Job, 
you will discover from him that he did not deny God, he did not deny faith, and everything the devil took from Job, glory be to God. God restored them in double fold. Really, the Bible says that the daughters God gave him thereafter, no woman, no man under heaven, including Eve, is as beautiful as those children. So, what you must recognize here is that you cannot encounter what Job encountered. Impossible. You cannot. But however, you are going through your own testing as Job went through his testing and the same procedure applies. Satan is the one that, you know, uh, that is when that God uses in all those temptations and stuff. But the God who gave Job the victory, he will give us all the victory. Alright, we thank God for tonight. We give God the glory for the privilege and honor has given to us. Remember, the um, uh, night vigil starts tonight because 12 midnight, October 1 begin, begins. And as we enter October 1, we start the, October, we start the first uh, with the vigil. So that first, second, third. But remember that this month, this coming month, in few minutes' time, is the month of restoration. So that when, when you are praying, let your prayer be in line with what God says. It's in our calendar. If you go to our website, you will find the calendar. And 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 before they pray for you. <laughs> and uh, the scripture is Joel chapter two, verse twenty-five and twenty-six. That is our main. Uh, prayer and oh. Acts chapter 2 verse 3. Pray for refreshing manifestation of godly power at this month. You know, we're praying for word. Also, this is the month of Women of Royal Destiny Convention. Annual convention. We need to remember to pray for them that God will pour his spirit and power. Mm -hmm. But if I were you, I would read the whole of Joel because Joel 2, 25 to 26 is the key if you read from Joel chapter 1 into that scripture, do everything that is written there for you to do. And you will see my hand of God. I remember from tonight, we have a three days that is open window for everyone to seek God in prayer and fasting. Don't forget it. If you are able to fast for a day, the whole day, just within your power, but commit your heart to what you have done. And what you promise God, do it. Don't say to God, I will, I will fast like this, and you don't do that. So make sure that your heart is committed. Fasting is to humble your heart so that you can spend that time of fellowship seeking the face of God. And God needs your total heart commitment and desire. That is what determines what you can acquire in the spiritual. May the Lord empower you and increase you tonight. In Jesus' anointed name.